Hi. Hello. Hi, Hi Pam. Um, I'm here with, um, with Pam Murphy from um, CEO of Imperva, uh, cybersecurity company. And um, Pam, can you just tell us a little bit about, um, about Imperva and, and sort of what, what piece of cybersecurity you're, you're interested in? Sure. Um, so Imperva is, as you said, it's a cybersecurity provider. Um, we protect data and all paths to that data. As a company, we're focused on protecting applications, protecting APIs, websites, and data. So that's the focus that we've got as a company. Great. So we're talking about um, bots today and, and bad bots in particular. Um, I'm wondering if you could just give us a, a simple definition uh, of what, what is a bot? Okay, <laughs> so uh, a bot is a, it's a software program that's designed to work on the internet to simulate users you know, um, on the internet effectively. Um, normally they're programmed to do repetitive or automated tasks. And there is many, many, many types of bots. Um, there is this concept of actually a good bot. And I guess that's probably a good place to, to start. So a good bot um, is, a great example is Googlebot or Bingbot, right? They, every day they go and they index uh, the web and they basically make a better search engine which makes all of our lives a lot better. So that would be a great example of, of a good bot. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of the activity and growth is in the area of, of bad bots. Of bad bots. So um, let's talk a little bit about the different types of bad bots. Uh, what, what kind of categories do you, do you right. think about? Well, this is an industry that's been growing a lot in, in the last number of years, and there is an ever-increasing list of categories um, of bad bots. Um, and it's interesting, a whole industry has sprung up and marketplaces have sprung up around the various types of, of bad bots and uh, be very tailored to what it is they're supposed to be doing. So I guess the three that probably... Uh, get the most attention, I'll maybe just briefly reference them. The first one is um, ATO attacks, account takeover attacks. They're sort of like, you know, the digital sort of definition of identity theft. And it's where um, brute force or credential stuffing activities happen to try and force access to a user's account, ultimately with the objective of stealing those usernames and passwords to, you know, ultimately commit fraud. So that is account takeover. That's one example. Uh, another big category is uh, what's called scalping, inventory scalping. Um, this is where bots are designed to effectively go out and snap up inventory. And a lot of the time you'll see this in really kind of highly prized or, or rare items. So a great example was last year, the year before, when the Sony came out with the PlayStation 5. And everybody wanted it and most people couldn't find it. And that's because you know, Grinch bots, as we call them, had gone out and effectively scooped up all the inventory. Uh, very effective, very evasive. Um, the retailers struggled to identify, you know, the bad bot from an actual human, and so they were successful in going out and taking up the inventory hmm. with the express purpose then of going and reselling them for three to four to five times the market value in a, in a reseller uh, website. So that would be an example of, uh, you know, what we call the Grinch bot or the, the scalping bot. The Grinch bot, I, I yes. love that. Um, I, I'm well aware of the problem. I have a teenage son and we were, um, tried almost a year to get our, our PS5. Um, so, so this was Sony, um, you know, dealing with this problem and, and they really weren't able to address it 
th that effectively, uh, I guess. What, what, um, what's the, the risk, what's the damage to a company like Sony when these scalping bots are successfully hogging you know, a desirable right. item? Why is, it a, why is it really a problem for them if they're selling all the items anyway? So the, I, I guess the real impact is on the retailers who resell the PlayStations or resell the goods on behalf of the uh, original manufacturers, but it causes a lot of loyalty problems. So, well, before I get there, I guess the most immediate thing is retailers have to have the capacity, extra capacity on the website to be able to cope with the, just the, the, the volume, sheer volume of inventory scalping bots that are in there trying to scoop up the inventory. So that causes a problem. Uh, and it just means that it's hard to access your site. Um, apart from that, there is a big reputational risk because retailers effectively, you know, uh, deal with very disgruntled true customers who really want to get their hands on the objects and who basically have gone in there straight away as soon as it's available and have failed to be able to get it into their cart. So there's a lot of um, reputational issues uh, that happen. But also what happens as well is Retailers often benefit from the add-ons or the accessories that come with a PlayStation or a ga you know, other gaming equipment. Yeah. And when the bots take the main equipment, people are not therefore going to be able to buy the accessories. And I guess there's lost sales as well as a result of that. So all in all, it's a, it's a really, um, you know, it, it's a bad situation for, for retailers. Uh, they have lots of customer support calls, people really disgruntled. It's really not a good experience. Wow. So we, we heard, we've heard a lot about bots recently, uh, thanks to Elon Musk. Um, what, what kind of bots is, was he concerned about or saying he was concerned about? So I mentioned that there was a lot of categories of bots, and one of them is what's called account creation bots. And these are bots that go and propagate new accounts on any social media profile. Oftentimes, the reason why they're done is because they're used to spread misinformation, spread propaganda. Often as well, they may be used to take advantage of promos that may be in the social media or, or, or sites. So it's a whole category in its own right. Um, Elon Musk's issue with it was, I guess, when he went forward with his $44 billion price for, for, uh, for Twitter, um, you know, had, had a big issue on whether the true count of Twitter users, I think it's over 220, 230 million, how many of them were actually, were actually real? Um, I'm, I'm assuming at the time he was going to use it as a way of lowering the price point, if it could be proven. I mean, 90% of Twitter's uh, revenue comes from ads. Um, and so, uh, and, and there's a lot of opportunities for advertisers these days to decide where they want to spend their advertising dollars. There's many, many more social media platforms available today. Uh, and so everybody's competing for those advertising dollars. And so if you end up in a situation whereby a lot of your users on your site are fake, they're bots, they're not real, um, then that's not necessarily where advertisers may want to put their, their dollars. And so, um, he was very vocal, I guess, in terms of questioning the uh, percentage of bad bots that were put out by Twitter as being on the site. I mean, Twitter does have good bots, but obviously as well, there's a situation of fake bots happening. And so he was concerned. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he wanted to make sure he got the right value for the company as a result of that. But I think what's very clear now, if you look at his tweets and the tweets from his company, is that they truly are getting under the covers of of to what extent, how much of the activity is, is fake and bots versus real. And, and I think we can expect to see a lot more come out 
on that front uh, in the weeks and days uh, ahead. So I think it's going to get very juicy. So, so right or wrong, he, he had a point. <laughs> he, <yeah. laughs> he, he had a point. He had I a mean, point. If, if there is a disproportionate amount of bots on the site, then yeah, you want to make sure you don't overpay. Because at the end of the day, your revenue is in your advertising dollars, unless you can move to a subscription model. I mean, of the $230 million Twitter users, whatever that number is, um, I think they've only verified about half a million now who are verified users. So there is a big delta and big yeah. gap in between. Right. So, so is the, um, are bots becoming more prevalent? Um, and and what, can, what do you know about the impact of bots um, on businesses and on the economy, really, overall? So they are. They're becoming incredibly evasive and they're becoming much more harder to, to detect because there is now a whole industry around it and there's a lot of uh, people and resources being put into continuing to advance uh, these bots. We have a, a threat research group. Uh, I think one interesting data point is 42% uh, of global internet traffic these days is not human. Like 42%, wow. which I think is just an incredible number. And of that 42%, 28% are bad bots, and the other 14% is good bots. So that gives you an extent of how much, you know, you're talking about 28% of global internet traffic being bad bots intent on doing damage some way or some other. So I guess the damage depends on which of those particular use cases we're talking about. If you look at account takeover, which is effectively capital fraud, right? I mean, it's absolutely very, very clear. That's obviously costing the financial sector billion dollar, billions of dollars every year. Uh, we saw, I think, 160% rise in ATO attacks in the last 12 months. So that gives you a sense of wow. it keeps going up and up. Um, and then as well, I guess the loss to the economy from you know, many of the others are again in, in the tens of billions of dollars. So it's a very rich economy and that's why it continues to get you know, investment from the bad actors who want to continue to develop these bot solutions, right? Uh, intent on, you know, taking financial gain. Wow. Wow. So um, tell me a little bit about the, the, the types of companies and industries that you're working with. Um, are, are bots affecting just businesses across the board, all across sectors? So financial services is one big area. Where else is this really having an impact? The industries, well, first of all, every industry has this problem. There's unfortunately no industry that's been exempt from the issue of bots. But I would say the three industries where we see the most damage being done is travel, which by nature of the beast, right, is, is just ripe for that kind of thing, um, retail, and then financial services. But I, I, I just want to caveat again that every industry, unfortunately, is seeing um, bot activity these days that has really been harmful to their business. So what happens in the travel, in the travel uh, sector? Uh, in, in the travel industries, they're going and they're, uh, you know, hacking into accounts to basically book travel on, on, on others' behalf. There's a lot of price scraping happening um, as well with the advantage of trying to undermining your, you know, undermining the, the business so that competitive advantage can be taken. Um, just a lot credit card fraud right it's everywhere right so um, our, uh, big businesses are big, big big businesses are affected small businesses are affected um, uh, which wh what segment of the market are you focused on 
So our solution can go from the largest enterprise in the world down to small businesses. Um, so it's effectively anyone who honestly has taken their business online and needs an online solution. Um, we, do, we do make sure our solutions are catered for the most highly regulated companies in the world because they have the highest standards of security. They have the biggest to lose effectively, and so that is where we focus our solutions. But effectively, you know, we, we see customers, we see small businesses take advantage, you know, use our solutions just because of the nature of the problem that's, that's out there. I mean, when you think about what, what is the impact to businesses, right, in general of this problem, um, and how, how, do you, how do you stop it? How do you get your, your arms around it, given that the industry is growing and growing, growing every year? And so there's a lot of recommendations we would give to a business. The first one would be just make sure that you've extra security around the parts of your site that the bots are going to go after. And that would be the logon page. It would be if you've got gift card functionality on your website, the bots specifically want to go after that to take sort of proceeds of gift cards, uh, and also cart functionality when you're going to check out at the point that you produce your credit card information. Uh, the other thing as well would be to, to remind businesses, don't just solve for your website. Don't forget that you have a lot of APIs. You may have mobile sites as well in operation. We often see uh, businesses forgetting about those, and you're only as strong as your weakest link. So you've got to make sure that you're protecting your full real estate. The other advice we would give would be to say, make sure you're patched up for the latest vulnerabilities. There is a huge amount of vulnerabilities out there, and what we're seeing is advantage being taken of them. Log4j, for example, last year, that vulnerability, we're still seeing cases now whereby people, bots are taking advantage of that in order to get financial gain. Um, you know, monitoring your site, making sure you have enough kind of resources and for in terms of uh, increased traffic, if you're doing a launch or if you're doing a product release. And then, of course, there's just investing in bot management software. There's a lot of bad bot solutions out there, but there's a lot of solutions out there as well to help you manage that bad pro bot problem and make sure that you are protecting your website from, from those evils. Right. So, so can I just dig into that a little, a little bit more um, in terms of specific solutions that, um, specific things that you're doing on your end to help your clients um, to to manage this problem. So you mentioned like having uh, having captures. You know, are you a human? Tests. Um, how effective are things like that? And what is a firm like you able to to deliver beyond these sort of seemingly simple things? You're right. The solutions that are out there, you know, and, and including ours as well, you know, a lot of it is based on behavioral analysis. You, you establish a baseline for what is normal and then everything above that, you have to sort of be wary of it being a bot. And you're right, there are sort of check-in mechanisms like CHAP, CAPTCHA and other challenges that can be put into the mix to make sure that, a, that it is, um, you know, uh, a bot or not a bot as the case may be. I think the challenge is it's continued threat research and investment all of the time is what we have to do because the bots are getting very more and more evasive, they're getting more and more clever, and therefore software companies have to continue to invest in looking at the threat research and in studying how these bots are evolving and therefore being able to stop them. So it's a lot of effort. Um, you know, we work with our customers every day who see some new variation of bot that's been introduced into the market or that's been created. So it's a never-ending never task of just wanting to get, you know, continue to have the upper hand with respect to the bots. Right. So you have a whole team that's really doing surveillance constantly, and, and you put out a, a report about, um, about bad bots. 
We do, we do a lot of threat research. If you go to our website, imperva.com, there's a lot of reports that's available, but we do one on bad bots. We've been studying this topic for the last 10 years. Um, and every year it's been growing. And as I mentioned now, bad bots are 28% of global internet traffic coming from zero, probably like, or close to zero, you know, eight years ago. So it's, it's been a big deal. We do lots of reports on e-commerce threats, um, which includes bad bots as well as other threat vectors that are out there. So yeah, a, a big part of what we do is just, you know, trying to stay ahead effectively of the bad actors all of the time. Yeah. Um, is, is this legal? Are, are, are bad bots legal in, in the US? And is the, is the regulatory picture different um, as we go around different parts of the world? That's a great question. Um, I, there's definitely a spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, you've got the ones that are fully legal, the good bots, as I talked about. The other end of the spectrum, you've got, you know, ATO, as I mentioned, account takeover, and that's clearly fraud. But, but in the middle, there is a lot of gray and there is a lot of um, debate um, as to whether, you know, they are illegal or not. They're certainly unethical and they're certainly against the terms of use of many websites. What I'm talking about specifically are things like, you know, scalping bots, as we talked about, the inventory hoarders. Um, in the US, uh, legislation was brought out in 2016, I think it was called the Bots Act, very creative in terms of naming. And its job was to make sure that bots could not interfere in ticket sales. But the problem with that was that it only covered online ticket sales and it didn't cover the, the, you know, the greater problem. So then Congress introduced legislation, I'm talking about in the US now here, uh, in 2018, which was a, a, a proposal, it was called the Grinchbots Act. And its purpose was to stop inventory scalping and that whole thing that I, that I mentioned as well. That never got through to law yet, but similarly around the world, UK and other countries have come up with similar legislation, none of which has passed as I'm aware of right now. So unfortunately, it's right now up to retailers to make sure that they are doing the right things to make sure that their businesses are not suffering as a result of the impact that these bad bots can have on them. Wow, well that, that's a lot of, that's a big burden to place it on. It is, and I mentioned inventory bots. Another example is just the scraping, right? The, uh, that can take place. That's also as well subject to debate as to whether that's illegal or not. So LinkedIn, for example, has taken a company to court around the fact that they have been pulling publicly available information from their website and using it for other means. So that's another area which has been debated as well. It's certainly, you know, unethical, but not illegal. So mm. I think we're going to see more legislation coming out over time. But for now, it's up to us as, as bot management providers and retailers uh, to, to figure it out and make sure that it doesn't continue to have an impact on the business. Right. So what about... Um just from a, a consumer perspective, a regular internet user perspective, um, how can I avoid becoming a, a victim here? <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's really hard because when it, when it comes to those particularly prized items, like we talked about Sony's PlayStation, you really, really, really want that. Well, unfortunately, you know, I think we're gonna continue to have to set expectations with ourselves that for as long as this continues to reap havoc out there, we're going to continue to struggle to get what we want unless we're willing to pay five times the value in a reseller website, which by the way is what I did for my son for Christmas two years ago. Because I ended I thought, up doing that too. Did, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. And, and, but it's, it's unfortunate, right? You know, you, 
and it is just bad for everyone except for obviously the bot operators who get to reap the, the money. Um, so, so yeah, we continue to, to struggle and. Right, so, so what I hear you saying is everybody needs to be concerned about this and, and everybody, especially um, businesses who are operating online need to be uh, putting things in place now to, to deal with this Absolutely. growing threat. Yeah, it's certainly not going away. And as I said, with what we're seeing is double digit increases across all of the use cases that I mentioned every year. So it is a very big concern. We are talking about tens of billions of dollars being lost every year as a result of this problem. Um, and it's going to continue to be, honestly, a, a, you know, a war until we eventually manage to stamp this out, both from a legislative perspective as well as from a um, you know, technology perspective. Wow. Well, it, it sounds like we and, and you um, have our work cut out for us in dealing with this problem, but. Well, you know, you know, I guess, you know, there are a lot of bad things that are happening, but I think, you know, as technologists, we love a challenge. We love to continue to find ways to make sure that the bad actors are sort of put out of, put out of business effectively. And so, yeah, we'll continue to make sure that, you know, we do our fair share of stamping out this, uh, you know, really bad behavior on the internet. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the clock says we're just about out of time. So, um, Thank you so much, Pam. Thank you. Um, with Imperva, and um, it's been great to chat with you about bad bots and what we can do about them. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, great. Adam. Thanks, Thank everyone. You.